Baker Podcast Maker, the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat. So, Rosanna, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm Rosanna. Um, I am a food and travel blogger. I am currently in Belize. Um, I'm sort of living here at the moment because I'm in a long distance relationship and travel bans have caused all sorts of shenanigans this last year, um, as it has for everybody. So I am currently living on a beach in the Caribbean, which is kind of a dream come true. And I'm having a wonderful time exploring the food and culture here, um, eating a lot of rice and fish tacos, which is the dream, and um, creating some lovely content for my blog, rosannaetc.com, and my Instagram, which is also rosannaetc, and um, writing some eBooks on food styling and photography and uh, recipes and all sorts of things. So that is uh, me in a bit of a whirlwind nutshell, and I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it's lovely to have you and everyone should check out Rosanna's blog and definitely her Instagram. Everything looks dreamy and I wish I was in the Caribbean. Oh, likewise. I mean, again, so we, we met obviously through another, but anyway, we met through Instagram essentially, didn't we? And I always yeah. your delicious photographs of food are always the Thank kind you. of thing that immediately make me want to go and eat whatever it is that you've taken a picture of. Thank you for that. And on to some food questions. Great. So, Rosanna, what did you have for supper last night? Um, I had fish tacos. I tend to eat fish tacos at least four times a week here um, because obviously the fish is fresh straight from the ocean. Um, It's kind of a very local food over here in Belize you know, Caribbean flavors. And you just get a plate of amazing soft tacos stuffed with spiced fish and then with a ton of salsa and guacamole on top. And that's, it's just dreamy. So yeah, I eat a lot of fish tacos and um, it's one of my favorite things over here to eat. Okay. So what was your favorite kind of food while you were growing up? Um, I was a really fussy eater when I was a kid. Um, I barely ate anything other than bread and butter, um, new potatoes with the skin taken off, chicken breast and chocolate ice cream. Um, it was, which is bizarre now when you think about what I do now for a living, the fact that I literally ate nothing other than those things until I was about 14. Um, so I would have to say probably chocolate ice cream and bread and butter because we had a local bakery around the corner from our house and every day my mother would buy fresh bread. So it was also the most delicious bread in the world. And you can't really... You can't really go wrong from freshly baked bread and lovely butter. So that was probably, I'd probably say that. When you said bread, I was thinking like a packet loaf. But now you're saying fresh bread. I kind of get it. Completely understand. Yeah. And this this bakery, it's still there now. And every single lunchtime, even during COVID, there is a line going all the way down. It's in like a little local parade of shops and it's called the Boulangerie. And it's just, um, you know, the smell as you go in there of the fresh bread. I have such wonderful memories of going in there as a child and choosing either a loaf or a little poppy seed roll. Uh, Loved it. Smell of freshly baked bread. You just can't beat it. No, you can't. It's amazing. Well, now I want bread. (laughs) (laughs) I always want bread. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what was your favourite restaurant or place to eat at while you were growing up? Um, 
We we used to go to this um, hotel in the, I think it's in the Cotswolds, it's called the Evesham Hotel. And we'd go there for like little weekend breaks and things during the school holidays. And it had this maitre d' who wore these crazy ties that had, they were like plastic see-through ties and they had like, like beach scenes, like little plastic figurines in the bottom, like teeny tiny things. And I remember always going to that restaurant and they always used to let me and my sister have our food at the same time as my parents' starter. So we could then go and play afterwards. Because do you remember when you were little, the worst thing in the world was having to sit in restaurants yeah. while your parents ate food. And I just remember thinking that this was the best thing in the world because it meant that we could literally eat our dinner while they had their starter and then just run off and play. And this hotel was amazing and it had all these kids' games everywhere that you could just uh, start playing with. And I remember they also did this dish that was an aubergine. It was like a, you know, aubergine and onion kind of chopped up really small and baked inside a red pepper with cheese on top. Amazing. And I always remember that thinking that it just, it was like the most incredible thing ever. And as I got older, I started to try it and eat it because obviously I was this ridiculous child that didn't eat anything. Um, but my sister always ordered it. And I have such incredible memories of this bell pepper filled with, you know, aubergine and cheese and how delicious it looked. And the whole ambiance there as well. Like there's so much to be said for a restaurant that just has a feeling attached to it. Yeah. And an atmosphere, you know, you can be eating the best food in the world, but if there's no atmosphere, it's it kind of doesn't make it an event. Um, so, yeah, I would always have to choose the Evesham Hotel. I think it was just such a wonderful place. Such a lovely memory. Yeah, I want to go back there actually now, but I'm scared in case it doesn't live up to my my memories of it. Yeah. But maybe one day I'll venture inside and see what happens. Okay, so what is your current favourite kind of food? Um, I mean, well, Belizean food, I'm loving. I'm loving discovering the food over here. Um, the way that they cook, it's kind of very similar to Caribbean. It's all Caribbean style, but they'll make little tweaks on it. Um, so, for example, the rice and beans dish that they make, they put um, thyme in it, which seems insane. It tastes absolutely incredible. And with the coconut, it just makes this wonderful flavor. So I'm loving Belizean food right now. And then my boyfriend is Italian, so we eat a lot of Italian food. Whenever I'm with him, and he lives in San Francisco, um, whenever I'm with him, we eat a lot of Italian food. So I love that as well. And my mom's cooking. I can't really not say my mom's cooking as well. That's always going to be my favorite home-cooked, home-cooked mom. Great answers. They sound <laughs> fantastic. I just can't get over the time. That's crazy. I know. It's... Uh, it's it's I was so unsure of it when I was cooking with it and I actually made a YouTube video of me making it and I say about you could probably do a drinking game of how many times I say oh my god I just can't believe there's time in here and then when I'm tasting it going I think how amazing it smells and I just can't believe how good it tastes because it's um it's just I was so unsure but it honestly um it's so good like the time with the coconut it just tastes absolutely incredible I'm going to have to try it now. You definitely should. Okay, so if we weren't in lockdown, what is your current favourite restaurant or place to eat at? 
Um, so my favorite restaurant in the whole world is actually in Cyprus and it's called Last Castle and it is in an abandoned fort on the top of a hill in the middle of a national park um, in the Akamas Peninsula in southern Cyprus near Paphos and they only open during daylight hours because they have no electricity. All they serve is either barbecued chicken or barbecued pork that's it. You choose either one or the other, or you have a mixture of both. I always have a mixture of both. And what they do is they slow roast it on a spit and they make the barbecue out of carob wood, which is a tree that grows in that area. And it just gives the meat the most unbelievable flavor and the whole experience. And you can't, you can't get there unless you have a four by four, because it's all like unmade roads and you're literally driving over, you know, you're driving through a kind of like the middle of nowhere to find it. And then you get up there and it has this view over the um, Aegean Sea, which is just magical. And then you just have this smell of the barbecued meat and it just smells so good. And they just serve it really plain with um, uh, like deep fried potato wedges, but the potatoes in Cyprus are amazing. So it's like the best potato wedges you've ever had. And just a fresh salad. And then you just squeeze some lemon over the top and away you go. And it's such simple food, but it's made with love by this family and they've perfected their recipe. They obviously grow the carobs themselves and then they make the wood and the charcoal and it's absolutely incredible. And I've been going to Cyprus now more or less every summer since I was 12. And every time I go, we'll go like every other day. Like we know the family now really well. And it's like, it's like going home, but the food there is just, oh, it's so simple. I'm a big believer in simple food that just tastes amazing. You don't need to make it. And um, yeah, Last Castle in Cyprus. I'm also a huge fan of Taco Bell um, in America. Whenever I get to the States immigration, they always say, and what will you be doing on your trip? And I always say, I'm going to be going to Taco Bell. And they always laugh at me, but. (laughs) (laughs) Have you tried the UK Taco Bell? I have. Yeah. I've been to the one in Reading, I think. And, you know, it is lovely, but it's also not quite the same. There's a Taco Bell, um, there's a Taco Bell in, in California in a place called Pacifica, which is just south of San Francisco. And it's called a cantina because it's right on the beach and they actually have a license to serve alcohol. Amazing. So you can eat a Taco Bell on like a deck overlooking the ocean where there's like loads of surfers. And then you can have a margarita while you're eating your Taco Bell. And it's just the dream. That sounds like the actual dream. Yeah, I might actually get married there. Honestly, it's like such a... <laughs> Me and my boyfriend always joke that it might be our wedding venue and I'd totally be up for it. Please Um, do that. Yeah, I think I might. (laughs) Okay, so what is your current favourite vegetable? Um, I would probably say, and this is quite a boring choice, but I would say shallot because it's so versatile to cook with. You can put it in anything. You can make a pan sauce with it. You can put it in a salad dressing. It's mild enough for you to eat raw without it like being like, you know, stinky onion that will completely overpower everything. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a bit of a boring choice. But the shallot is a real winner for me. And I always have at least four in my kitchen <laughs> at any time because it's like anything you make. It's like, well, you just put shallot in it and it just lifts it and makes it amazing. So, 
yeah, Shalot is my cooking hero right now. That's a great answer. Thank you for that. Okay, so what is your current favourite biscuit? My biscuit is always the same. I love a McVitie caramel. Because it's like you get all the goodness of a digestive, which is amazing. But um, you've got that added layer of caramel underneath the chocolate, which just makes it that bit like chewy and amazing. And when you break them in half, you get that caramel pull, which I love. So, yeah, McVitie caramel is like my OG favorite biscuit. Great choice. Mm -hmm. I agree with the caramel. Usually I'm not a massive fan of caramel, but when they did the blood orange caramel i don't know if you tried those that was fantastic oh but see i'm quite funny about orange like i don't like orange i love orange by itself but i hate orange in things so jaffa cakes hate them terry's (laughs) can't stand it um duck and orange disgusted like i (laughs) i hate orange with things i only like it by itself okay Uh, fair enough so, yeah, I probably wouldn't be a fan of that, but I appreciate their experimenting with flavours. Yeah. That's good on them. Good on McVitie for doing that. Okay, so who is your current favourite chef? So I discovered a chef. Well, he's obviously been around for a long time, but I discovered him personally when I was over in San Francisco with my boyfriend because he watches a lot of cooking YouTube. And there's this one chef. He's called Chef John. And he's from, um, he has a website called foodwishes.com and he is a professional trained chef and he just does these amazing recipes and he does these great YouTube videos where he talks you through them, but you never see him. It's only his voice. So there's this air of mystery to it where you're like, and who is Chef John? Like, you just have no idea who he is. He has this wonderful voice and he's really funny and he, I can't describe how he narrates the video like you're just gonna have to go and watch one and then you'll become hooked because he just has the way of he has this way of voicing things and narrating the videos that's just so endearing and so addictive and his recipes are also incredible and he has a great way of explaining things and making it simple and I've learned a lot from him and so he's he's definitely my current fave I love chef john I'm going to have to check him out now. You've completely sold him to me. Definitely do. Definitely do. Okay, so what was the last cookbook or recipe you enjoyed using? Ooh. Um, Gosh, you know what? I haven't bought a cookbook in so long. Um, I do... I get a lot of recipes from Instagram, and a recipe I tried recently was... I don't know if you've heard of Half-Baked Harvest. Yes. So I really love her. I think her name's Tegan and she's based in Colorado, I think. And she puts really amazing recipes online. And she made a recipe for um, like a sort of chicken taco. And I haven't tried it yet, but I'm actually intending to try it for lunch today. Um, because what she's done is she's she's made like a, a dupe of Taco Bell. So she'll take something on the Taco Bell menu and she'll kind of remake it. And because I'm so obsessed with Taco Bell and I'm obviously in a place where I can't get Taco Bell, I'm like, well, I'll just have to follow the half-baked harvest, half-baked harvest recipe and make a dupe. So that is actually what I'm going to do later today and see how that goes. Sounds fantastic. You'll have to let me know what you think of it. 
I will. Well, I'll probably post it on Instagram and uh, you'll, you'll see, you'll see how I get on. Okay. Now for a controversial question, which is your favorite ring on the hob? My favorite ring on the hob. I, you know what? I'm terrified of the ones at the back because I'm always afraid of setting myself on fire, which I think is actually quite a legitimate fear because it is fire. Yeah. Um, I really always keep the ones at the back for if I'm boiling pasta or something. And then it's yeah. like I get there and I don't need to fiddle with it. Um, but I'd say I gravitate towards bottom left most. Bottom left is probably my, my fave. Thank you for that. I love finding that out. It's a really random question. But I really enjoy it. Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> it's funny because you do have a fave. Like, yeah. And you, usually people can't describe why. They're just like, I just like this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, on to the final meal questions. Final, okay. It's your final meal ever. You have no boundaries on how much you can eat. What will you be having and why? So what will you be having for your starter or starters of choice? Okay. There's definitely going to have to be some of, my, some of my favorite foods. I love truffle. I know it's really bougie, but I just love it. I love the flavor. I love the smell. I love everything about it. So I'd have to have truffle in there. And you know what? I once had... And this is like the fanciest thing ever. I had a champagne and truffle risotto. Ooh. Yeah, that was it. That was at the Ivy in London, I think. And it was absolutely amazing. And I probably have to have that as my starter. Um, and then I'd have to have something vaguely Mexican because I love Mexican food. And that's why I'm loving Belize so much, actually, because there's so much Mexican influence here. So I'd probably have to have something like uh, fajitas and just like an unbelievable amount of sour cream and guacamole and salsa and just like absolutely pack it full. I'd probably have to have more than one, maybe a burrito, maybe a burrito and a fajita. Well, you can. There's no capacity. Okay, I'd have a Mexican platter um, for my main course. Amazing. Um, and then for pudding, I'd probably have a a double a double pudding um, because I love I love anything hot and cold together. So like hot chocolate brownie with like vanilla ice cream. Same. The fave because it's like the contrast. I love yeah. anything. So I definitely have to have a hot and cold thing with chocolate in it. And then. Oh, there's a there's a dessert that I had here actually. It's at um at the hotel next door. They have this amazing restaurant and um things are open here at the moment. They obviously have lots of COVID protocols and things, but it's yeah. wonderful to go out to eat. And they have this dessert on their menu that's a peanut butter. It's basically an ice cream cake. So it comes on the plate and it looks like a slice of cake, but it's ice cream. And the bottom of it is like a, it's like a digestive biscuit kind of like biscuit base. And then it's like ice cream and it's got bits of toffee in the ice cream, like ribbons of toffee in the ice cream. And then they've topped it with a peanut butter brittle. Amazing. It tastes like nothing on this earth. It's so good. So I definitely have to get that as well. Um, okay, so that's two puddings. And then, oh, I'd have to have a cheese board. 
That was my next question. Are you having a cheese board? Yeah, I'm so I'm part French. So like cheese has to be a part of every meal, especially my final one. So I definitely have to have a cheese board with like what's all- on the cheese board. Well, I definitely have to have a blue. So I'd probably have um, Colston Bassett Stilton, which we get every Christmas at home. So that would be like a nice reminder of home. Um, I'd have to get a goat's cheese. Um, I'd have to have a camembert, but it would have to be baked because I love baked camembert. Um, And then a cheddar, like a really good, strong, chalky cheddar. And then obviously an array of like bread and crackers and grapes and chutneys and like all the works of things to like eat the cheese, like various vehicles for the cheese. Um, and then Amazing. And then, I'm still going. <laughs> and then I'd want to have petit fours. So like some little chocolates and maybe some macaroons. I love macaroons. And actually one of the things I would love to be able to make would be macaroons, but I tried once and it was a disaster. Oh, uh, seriously, keep going. They are they are difficult at the beginning, but then when you've got it, you've got it. So definitely keep trying. Yeah, I think it's because I tried I tried to like hand pipe them and I didn't have molds or anything like that. So I think I need mm. to get molds because it looked like something a child would make in cooking class and take home to their parents and it was like it was I'm used to I'm used to cooking things and it being a success yeah like even some things, I'm used to just getting it vaguely right even if it's not 100 percent. but this was a this was a disaster it was quite sobering um so, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't that bad it really was <laughs> honestly I think I do have a photo of them but I'm too ashamed it was oh it was bad and they were chocolate ones as well so they just looked really unappetizing and it was yeah it was it was bad um so yeah and then obviously I'd have to do it I'm I love wine so I'd have to do a wine flight alongside all of that yeah they'd have champagne in there they'd have to be a really good red, a white, a rosé, a dessert wine. Yeah, I'd have to do all of that jazz as well. So, you know, by the end of it, I'd probably end up killing myself <laughs> with all the drink. Um, so if this was like a last meal execution thing, I'd do the job for them. Um, but what a way to go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, best way. <laughs> and what drink are you having to end the meal? More champagne. I love it so much. Love that. It's my fave. It's my absolute favourite. Do you have a particular favourite champagne? Um, you know, I really like some English sparkling wine. You can get some really lovely English sparkling wine, which obviously isn't champagne, but the same grapes and same a lot of similarities. Um, in terms of actual champagne, I really love Ruinard Blanc de Blanc. Um, yeah. I, I'm rather favourable to the 1993 Cristal Vintage, which I had at a wine tasting once with my wine club. And obviously I had like a teeny amount because it was just a tasting glass, but it was so good. And it's hideously expensive. But whenever you taste really, really expensive champagne, you you do understand why it's so expensive. It's just that, you know, it's not something I generally choose to spend money on is insanely expensive champagne. But if it's my last meal, then I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say probably the vintage Cristal. But Argentina also has some lovely sparkling wine. And um, I've been having quite a bit of that recently, too, which is really good. It's nice to drink sparkling wines from around the world because you can, you can get some, some real bargains. Definitely. Well, thank you for telling me your final meal. That was sensational. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, now for Biscuit of the Week. 
Um, so what biscuits have you been eating this week? Shocker. I haven't been eating any biscuits. It's not really, they're not really a Belizean uh, staple. And also anything here that you have to import is unbelievably expensive. So if you're eating local food, local products, then it's very, um, you know, it's very cheap to live here. But um, anything that you have to import comes with a hefty whack of tax and everything else on it. Um, to the extent where a huge bag of pistachio nuts was like 72 Belizean dollars. Um, no way. Yeah, which was absolute. I mean, it was a big bag, but still like, I mean, yeah. 72 Belizean dollars, obviously there's an exchange rate, but that's still like probably about 25 pounds. That's a lot. <laughs> for- money for a bag of pistachio nuts and as much as I love pistachio nuts I wasn't prepared to spend that much money on them um but yeah so sadly I mean the closest thing I've come to a biscuit is the base of that peanut butter dessert so maybe I just have to say that and what do you rate that out of 10 oh 12 I mean it was (laughs) good (laughs) okay so do you have any local food businesses or any food businesses that you would like to shout out um you know i love the biscuiteers they're not they're not so small anymore actually they've gotten quite big have you heard of them yeah we've had several boxes from them they're so good such lovely gifts and um over christmas because i was in california for christmas i wanted to send my family something to eat on Christmas day. And I just sent them a lovely box of biscuiteers macaroons um, as like a little surprise that they could eat with their, um, you know, that they could have with tea while they were watching. And um, I've kind of known them for a really long time. Back when I used to work in events, I used to use them all the time as like gifts for people. Um, So I really love them as a brand. I think they're really sweet. I love that everything's handmade and it's, they're genuinely delicious. I even did a biscuit making masterclass with them once, like decorating. Amazing. And that was really fun. And then, uh, you know, I then gave the the products that I made, I then gave to my mom. It's like a Mother's Day gift. And they're just really lovely little brand. I really like them. So I would have to say the Biscuiteers. That's a lovely shout out. I definitely recommend those two. So where can people find you? Uh, people can find me well currently they can find me on a beach in the Caribbean which I <laughs> might make people hate me a little bit um I uh I am to be found online www.rosannaetc.com or my Instagram handle is also rosannaetc Twitter rosannaetc except I'm dreadful at using Twitter because I like visual things and Twitter me is obviously too platform so I tweet around once a month and usually my tweets are like oh my god I should really tweet more and then I don't tweet for another month. so my Twitter might be that scintillating <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Instagram is where I'm the most active and then I also have a YouTube channel now as well which I launched uh three weeks ago Ooh, and that's really new yeah um so it's all I kind of launched it with my with my trip over here to Belize and um, I'm kind of exploring Belize and a bit of cooking, a bit of food, a bit of, bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of island hopping and just general general loveliness. So, uh, yeah, you can find me in, in those various places. And I'd love, to, I'd love to see people and meet people. And just like I met you, met you on in Instagram. Yeah. 
I know. Fabulous. Well, thank you for that. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been so fun. Thank you for having me. It's my first ever podcast. So it's been lovely to be invited and nice to chat. Nice to see another pa- another human face. Nice yeah. to hear English accent. Um, <laughs> you're just nice to just see somebody. And, uh, lovely to chat about food and yummy things. I'm going to go and eat. Favourite topic. Yeah, I know, right? Sorry, what are you going to go and eat? <laughs> Pancakes. Well, it, yeah, I'm going to go. Yes. And yes. This is being recorded on Pancake Day. Yes, so definitely get me some pancakes. I don't know how or where, but I'm going to (laughs) try. Amazing. Well, thanks again. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. How great was that episode with Rosanna? Absolutely loved recording that. Such an interesting guest. If you haven't followed her Instagram or even had a look at her blog yet, she is so interesting, so great. You definitely need to check her out. Anyway, what a way to finish season one of Butcher Baker Podcast Maker. Who can believe we've already finished the first series of the podcast? Over 20 amazing guests. I mean, I can't say 20 amazing guests because I wasn't a guest. 19 amazing guests. I wanted to add a little note to the end of this podcast to say thank you for all the support I've had with this first series. I've absolutely loved making this podcast. If you've listened to the first ever episode of this podcast, you'll know that I've been wanting to make a podcast for a long time. So now that it's actually happening, I have been enjoying it immensely. Okay, I know getting to the point isn't my specialty, but... So I've just popped on here to let you know that the podcast will be taking a short break of one month. I've chosen to take a month off the podcast purely to record as many episodes as possible for series two. I've already recorded some with some fantastic guests, absolutely fantastic, several food bloggers if you're interested in that, and a few of my fellow photographers, which I immensely enjoyed. So you've got all of that to look forward to when I come back for series two. So, if I was listening to this, I'd be thinking, Jemima, when's the second series coming out? When's it coming back? When will I get to listen to the podcast again? I will be back on the 21st of March. Sunday, the 21st of March. This went out on the 21st of Feb. So, the podcast will be back on the 21st of March. Now you know when the podcast is coming back, I'd like to let you know that if you aren't already following the podcast on Instagram, I am really active on there. I often send rambly stories, so if you like my rambles, I often do that. And there are food images on there. Who would have guessed it? Food podcast, food photographer. Yeah, so... If you are missing having the podcast every Sunday, not that anyone will, um, but if you are, please follow the Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. But if you like Instagram mostly like I do, just follow the Instagram. Thank you. Woohoo! What an end to season one. See you back at season two. Bye! Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. For more information, follow Butcher Baker Podcast Maker on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Hello, me again. I am fully aware I just said goodbye, as in the end of the episode. But if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, please can you leave a review 
because that will hopefully let more people find out the crazy world in which we talk about biscuits and random food things. Thanks, bye! Oh, and I promise this is the final thing. If you could subscribe, only if you'd like to, obviously. If you didn't like the episode, don't worry. But if you did and you want to hear more, please subscribe by clicking the subscribe button somewhere on your listening platform. Thanks. I'm actually going now. Bye. people enjoy from recipe favorites to biscuit chat